Hello, and welcome to I Don't Know the Podcast, episode 28, Solid Proof of Hollow Earth? The planet we live on may not be as it appears. According to legends, ancient texts, and a dedicated group of nutjobs, the Earth is hollow. Not only is it hollow, but it is home to aliens, giants, demons, and Nazis. There are openings to this strange subterranean world all over the planet, but particularly at both poles. Could this be true? Could the secret land of Agatha really exist? Or is it just a theory made up to piss off the flat earth crowd? I don't know. So listen on to find out if there really is solid proof of hollow earth, which I'm sure you'll agree is an incredibly clever title. Ever since ancient times, there has been tales of a subterranean world in mythology and folklore. Stories of caves leaving to the underworld crop up everywhere. It even appears in Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, when Hermia says, I'll believe as soon this earth may be bored and that the moon may through the centre creep and so displease her brother's noontime with antipodes. So there's that. Civilizations in the belly of the earth have been the subject of numerous science fiction books and movies. But that's just fiction, right? Surely no one would really believe that. Think again. It's been called the land beyond the poles. Sounds like Doctor Strange. Very much like Doctor Strange. Hmm. And uh, I mean, the mainstream is really bringing this out into the open. I do feel it is possible that the Earth is hollow, but I don't know. First, let's meet Lorenk Manressa. He made the poor quality documentary Journey to the Hollow Earth. I don't know much about Lorenk, but judging by the amount of denim he's wearing, I'd say he's Canadian. What are the Hopi Indians, Adolf Hitler, Tibetan monks and Icelanders have in common? They're all crap at painting. Their belief in the idea that the Earth is hollow. Okay, but I still stand by my answer. The hollow Earth has many mythical names. It's been called the land beyond the poles, Valhalla, Utopia, the Garden of Eden. Is it the Avalon of Camelot described in the Arthurian legends? Yes, definitely yes. Who knows? Oh, but never mind. Lorenk goes on to explain that the same legends have appeared in many different cultures, 
from Celtic tales to Tibetan ramblings. In Iceland, belief in the hollow earth or Ultima Thule as a physical, mystical place is very common. In fact, most of the Icelandic folklore originates with this belief. Yeah, but they also believe a giant cat will kill you at Christmas if you're badly dressed. Other modern-day believers say the hollow earth is not the source of great knowledge, but rather the source of the greatest government cover-up ever known. At the hollow earth, is actually connected to every major conspiracy theory in more ways than one. Oh, I wonder if they have 5G in Hollow Earth. There is a group of researchers who work with the International Society for the Complete Earth. This team of researchers has examined every aspect of the Hollow Earth for the last 15 years. The International Society for Complete Earth is now called the Hollow Earth Research Society, which I would have thought they'd call themselves first. But anyway, and judging by their website, I'm not sure they have very many technically-minded people. There's one thing we're certain of. We're looking for an answer to a question. Is the Earth, in fact, hollow? And populated with a race with advanced knowledge and technology? If so, what does this mean for the world? Their website does include the donations page where you can donate Bitcoin to fund a polar bear care program. In the Western world, the idea has been explored by many modern writers. H.G. Wells, Aldous Huxley, Herman Hesse. I'm not sure those writers would want to be put in the same group as Hesse. A myriad of books, all exploring the idea of a hidden paradise in a secret place. Now, what prompted all of these writers to write of this lost and hidden paradise? Random thoughts? Uh, imagination? It's well documented how the Eastern world looks at the idea of the hollow earth. In religion, it's considered a true geographic and metaphysical place. Many Tibetan monks won't even discuss the location of the secret entrances to the hollow earth. I wonder why. When asked if the inner earth wasn't just some imaginary place or the paradise of the mind, the Dalai Lama stated emphatically, no, definitely not. Shambhala has a material existence in this world. Well, I guess you have to trust the word of some guy who's been told since he was born that he's the reincarnation of a god. There are certain places in the world which are considered geographical access points, like Mount Pago Punsum in Tibet, Stonehenge in England. I've been to Stonehenge. It's unbelievably disappointing. Mount Shasta in California, certain caverns in South America, caves at the bottom of the ocean floor, and of course, the openings at the North and South Poles. That's a lot of portals. Laurent goes on and details the history of Hollow Earth theory, including some notable names like Edmund Halley, who invented the comet. Rudolf Hess, and eventually Adolf Hitler himself, became enmeshed in Hollow Earth beliefs. Now, always fascinated by the occult, Hitler and his secret Thule society sought contact with what he believed to be their gods that lived within the center of the earth. But more about Hitler later. This could be on History Channel. Even into the 1950s, interest in the hollow earth flourished. Dr. Raymond Bernard, who wrote the book The Hollow Earth, began a settlement in South America for people who wanted to join him on his quest to discover the entrance to the hollow earth. In the 1960s, Dr. Bernard disappeared into the caverns of South America. Believers say he made it to the center of the earth. 
Disbelievers say he died lost and alone. I guess we'll never know. But back to Hitler. Terrifying, fascinating Hitler. Here we go. The Hollow Earth and Hitler are deeply connected. In 1942, the Nazis became involved in explorations of the South Pole, creating their version of spacecraft built to investigate the Hollow Earth. There is even documentation of several Nazi adventures that involved the Hollow Earth. Let's face it, the Nazis were weird. One name that constantly crops up in the world of Hollow Earth is Admiral Robert Byrd. He was an American naval officer and explorer. He claimed during his explorations to be the first to reach both poles by air. Now, the most intriguing bird mystery of all is the February 1947 flight over the North Pole. Now, this alleged flight may also have taken Bird into the interior of the Earth, where he saw lush green landscapes, prehistoric animals, and was greeted by benevolent beings. Prehistoric animals? This is 1947. That's... 46 years before Jurassic Park. The diary in which Bird accurately recorded all of his adventures on this flight is now missing. The ISCE research team has been investigating this. In several phone interviews with his daughter, Bolling Bird Clark, she verified... My father has always kept careful diaries of his travels, and he definitely had a personal diary that is missing. It is not among his artifacts at the University of Ohio. I want to know if this alleged diary is his. I do feel it is possible that the earth is hollow, but I don't know. Since this February 1947 flight has been uncovered, my family has been exposed to many hoaxers. I want to know the truth. I wonder if that's what she really sounds like. There's more stuff about Admiral Byrd that doesn't really go anywhere. And then we're back to the Nazis. The ISCE is in possession of a letter written by a former Nazi U-boat crewman to his comrades back in Germany. The curious thing about this letter is that it was written after the submarine disappeared on a mission to Antarctica. The letter arrived in Germany in 1947, years after the war. The handwriting was verified by the man's family. I'll just take this opportunity to apologize to my German listeners for the following voice actor's accent. 20 April 1947. Dear old comrade, this news will be a surprise for you. The submarine 209 made it. The earth is hollow. The whole crew is well, but they cannot come back. We are not prisoners. This is your last connection with the submarine 209. With hearty greetings, your friend Hans. Again. I can only apologize. The ISCE is committed to making a journey to discover the hollow earth, to see if Sims was right, if there are really openings at the poles, to actually reenact Byrd's famous February 1947 flight over the North Pole. This documentary was made before the ISCE's rebranding to HERS. So it's a few years old. It seems their fundraising hasn't been going to schedule. I'm not sure how much money it takes to fly a plane over the North Pole, but after 20 years, they still don't have enough money. That turned out to be a pretty boring presentation of Hollow Earth theory, but it did tell us the origins and a little background into the subject without getting too sensational. 
But it's not only Nazis and 300-year-old scientists who believe the Hollow Earth theory. From analyzing the paranormal from a biblical worldview to the discussion of cutting-edge science and technology, conspiracy, discovery, special investigative reports, unafraid to explore the challenging issues facing humanity. Welcome to another edition of Skywatch TV. Yeah! Skywatch TV is an online Christian fundamentalist channel who are into all sorts of shit, like biblical prophecies about the end times and the war between good and evil and they love Hollow Earth. In this show, they talk to Christian filmmaker Justin Fall, who has made the movie The Hollow Earth Chronicles. The, the idea that the Earth is hollow, I, I think for a lot of people, uh, is, is a concept that they'll, they'll hear it and think, oh, okay, well, that's not what I learned in science class in school, so this, this is uh, conspiracy theory. This, why are we even talking about this? Why did you put so much time and effort into producing a film on this particular topic? I wonder if his family's ever asked him that. Well, I learned that it was a New Age belief, first of all. Yes, it's only been around a few thousand years. I try to pull out topics that are from the paranormal slash New Age realm, things that have a lot of supernatural facts or historical claims, at least. Hmm. I'm a little bit concerned at the way he uses the word fact. Uh, I began to find a precedent in Scripture that would line up with the New Age beliefs, except it's the opposite view, right? Uh, okay. Um, we've got fallen angels that are, that are bound inside the earth. The poor things. But from the Christian perspective, we realize, yes, it's hollow. Yes, there are possibly dimensional doorways in the earth, some connected even to mountain regions. Um, but there will be a return of entities or an opening up of the gates of the earth in the last days. Revelation 9. Is that a good thing or a really, really bad thing? Justin wholeheartedly believes the Earth is hollow, but he's not completely in sync with the more secular hollow earthers. There were some things you didn't agree with. What, what, are, what are some examples of those? Well, right off the bat, and I think we may have covered this previously, but there is a very popular view. Uh, they'll, they'll call it a, a prophecy. Mm -hmm. Again, this is their idea of a prophecy, not what we would call a biblical prophecy. But their prophecies getting into some of the New Age cultures and, and one specifically getting into the, um, the Tibetan belief. Tibetan? I think he means Tibetan. So it's, it's basically a hierarchy that you find out, mm -hmm. you know, that there are these entities in the hollow earth. But the king ruler is said to uh, have prophesied so many years ago that he's going to rise up in the last times... You know, what we would call the last days. Mm -hmm. And so in the last times, he'll rise up, who will basically get rid of evil on the earth, and he will set up a new golden age. It appears Justin does not like this prophecy. So they look at it as the light is coming from the inside the earth, the light, the light of men, basically, the light of the world coming from the hollow earth. And we look at that as the judgment that mm -hmm. God's going to be bringing upon the world mm -hmm. by allowing these things to come up. It's not the light. It'll appear as the light, but it's not. To be honest, I prefer the New Age interpretation. Justin is then asked about Shambhala, which he mentioned earlier. Interestingly, this is a, this is a very popular topic right now. And, uh, I mean, the mainstream is really bringing this out into the open. They are? I must have missed that. This is a place that is known to be the capital of the Hollow Earth, the complex. It's like the London of Hollow Earth. 
in this capital, you've got uh, a collection of these mystic alien stones called the Chinamani stones. Now, there are people that believe there was one Chinamani stone. Some believe there was multiples. But it's, it's a holding place of basically, I would say it's the melting pot or the concentrated storage facility of inner earth entities. Hmm. Hmm. Like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. They had something like the Chimichanga stones too. But I believe that the Shambhala, what people would experience there, it's not actually really what they're experiencing, but it would be something along the lines of Satan tempting Jesus and saying, you know, let me show you the kingdoms of this world in just a moment of time. Right. Okay. That doesn't seem particularly evil. So Shambhala, uh, you find this with uh, the Tibetan monks. It's Tibetan. And they believe that this is a literally a mythical paradise inside the earth. Buddhist monks are said to guard uh, the openings, and the openings are only supposed to open up at certain times. It's not something where you could just go anytime you want to go and enter. Hmm. Uh, there's a timeline. I wonder if they do a fast pass. And when, when the portal, again, they use the terminology, a portal or a doorway, a gateway opens, that's the only time a human could enter into Shambhala. I'm incredibly impressed by the authority with which he speaks on the subject, despite having never been to any of these places and not even know, knowing how to say their nationality. Can, uh, I, can I add one thing to the, to the Shambhala idea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is believed that there, there are people that are taken into Shambhala. They're, they're given entrance into this place. And while they're there, they're able to harness abilities and powers, uh, sometimes through martial arts. Oh my God, you can pick up awesome Kung Fu style there? Uh, but we're dealing with, with these powers that are tapping into the supernatural or what some would call the paranormal. Mm-hmm. And so it's while they're in there that they can receive training far beyond anything that they could get here. Mm. Sounds like Doctor Strange. Very much like Doctor Strange. Mm. Is it like Doctor Strange? Now consider the idea that most people would say that you've got to go to a certain opening. Like we have to geographically take ourselves to such and such a place at such and such a time. Now, now just to give, kind of give away the idea, the opening is said to be in the Himalayas, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, at least he said that right. And when the Nazis, you know, as we've covered before, the Nazis were keen on getting into the hollow earth. This was a major part of their belief system. They were taking, the Buddhists allowed them to go in through some of, the, the, some of their entryways that are documented in their belief system as being hollow earth openings. Not the fucking Nazis again. Anyway, why would monks let them go through the portal? Interestingly, the Nazis said that while they were there, in the, inside of Shambhala, they said that they met with the White Brotherhood. This doesn't sound good. Mm. Now, this White Brotherhood, it's not some KKK group, right? Mm-hmm. We're dealing with an actual group of entities mm-hmm. that they claim to have come into contact with. They said they're real. We, we, we dealt with them. So it's very interesting that their claims line up with this idea that they made it into Shambhala. I still think they need to change their name. Now, the White Brotherhood is a concept that pops up in a lot of New Age and, uh, and occult teachings. The White Brotherhood wasn't it, uh, one of the teachings of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which was what Aleister Crowley was a part of before he founded the Ordo Templi Orientis, the OTO? This is getting worse. Nazis, White Brotherhood, and now the wickedest man in the world, Aleister Crowley. This, this Golden Dawn that you speak of, it actually has ritualistic ties to the Vril Society. Uh, okay. I, as a matter of fact, I, I had this conversation with Tom Horn this morning at mm-hmm. breakfast. That sounds like a fun breakfast. They, uh, many of their rituals have li- evolved from what was taking place with the Vril Society. Hmm. The Vril Society, known as the All-German Society for Metaphysics, was formed in 1921 to explore the origins of the Aryan race. The Society allegedly taught concentration exercises designed to awaken the forces of Vril, a Shakti sexual energy force 
strongest in women with long hair, that fed magnetic energy from the earth to the brain. You'll find symbolism in their rituals of uh, what many people today would call the Star of David. Oh, okay. there, there's debate as to the origins of that, of that symbol, but many occult symbols, uh, the Star of David, pentagrams. Did he just call the Star of David an occult symbol? There, there's definitely robes involved in certain rituals. Mm -hmm. You've got white robes, black robes, sometimes red. You've got swords involved. Uh, kind of the knighting ritual. Mm -hmm. Now, not that you're knighting a person, but the swords, um, the swords draw certain shapes and patterns as what you would see in witchcraft. And some believe that there are portals that are being traced open. Mm. Um, again, I can't, I can't say that as a fact. Right. But so far, I don't think he can claim anything he said as fact. They go to an ad break, and this is what's in that ad break. The world consists of vast cultures with stories that constantly connect their gods with the inner earth. And not just their gods, but reptilian races of hybrid entities. We're talking superhumans, strange animal creatures, or what the Book of Giants refers to as monsters. When you're dealing with the areas around the world where so much myth, legend, oral tradition, and belief, there's always an embracing of the underworld. The earth is actually dynamic, which according to the Bible, there is supernaturalism, there are entities, there are creatures, there are beings. If you were gonna hide something and keep something secret, there's two places to do it. One is in the deep, deep oceans. The second place is a labyrinth, a network of tunnels which go deep underneath the earth. He's right. I used to hide secret things under my mattress, but it never worked. It turns out to be a really long ad break with an ad for Justin's movie, a book about ETs and the Vatican, and other shite. When they get back, Justin tells us the story of Olaf Janssen from 1829. He was sailing, and, and with him was his son. And as they're sailing their, their sloop, uh, it's funny, people hear the word sloop, they don't know what that means, but their ship. The All I know is it's, you know, the title of a Beach Boys song, Sloop John B. Well, probably something similar, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, showing I'm so much older than Josh. Yes, yeah. he's a youngin. It wasn't that funny. His ship had sailed into an opening at the North Pole. He and his son, they sail into this opening. Uh, interestingly, in, in, in the book, uh, The Smoky God, what you find is that there are pictures. There, there's mm -hmm. actually a pretty interesting little diagrams that were drawn, uh, these illustrations kind of showing what took place on their journey. So they're not really pictures, just drawings. And it appears to be a cleft or a crevice. Now, again, this was after the fact, so I can't say that the, that the, that the pictures are genuine mm -hmm. um, or the illustrations, but it appeared that the, the artist's rendition was a cleft in a mountain almost at the North Pole, maybe uh, an, even a break in the ice. Mm. It's kind of hard to tell from the picture because it was drawn, but they make it down into the North Pole where they find a colony of giants. Could this be the Land of the Giants from TV's The Land of the Giants? But Olaf and his son, they, they meet this colony of giants. They're taken in with love. They're shown just great amount of respect and, and care. They, they literally take care of them. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a king there, and then you've got all these other giants serving the king. Um, generally speaking, the average person there, the average citizen, has a staff with a crystal on it. Wow. You couldn't make this stuff up. Or could you? So it's interesting that they had the crystals or some type of stone on their staff uh, that could project certain types of power. But they also were, and this is going to get Josh's interest probably, <laughs> they could telepathically communicate with each other. Wow. Wow, indeed. 
Yeah, and that's interesting too because uh, we we see a lot of those same reports in uh, alien abduction uh, stories and, and uh, accounts that they they speak to people most often telepathically. Do, do you think that there's something more spiritual going on there, or do you think that that's uh, a, an actual physical phenomenon, or maybe something in between? I think it's spiritual. I'm guessing it's more a convenience. All that mouth moving and having to learn a new language. That's a real drag. Going along with that, the, the whole idea of the hollow earth, uh, I guess sort of the same question for that. Do you believe that um, this, this, this place that's described is physical or spiritual, extra-dimensional maybe, or kind of something in between? I think we're dealing with both mm -hmm. and both. Nothing like hedging your bets then. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are places that you can physically go any time of the year. You've got subterranean cities. Yeah. Uh, for instance, uh, some of the Native Americans and even the, the, the Mesoamericans, uh, you get into some of the Mexican tribes. Mm -hmm. They would send a young warrior down. He would have to go into a cavern system through a cave, swim down underwater, find another cavern underwater mm -hmm. that would lead him to another dry place. And this is all recorded. This is oh, documented. Yeah. This isn't out there. Yeah. Um, and so then they would have to go and retrieve an object. Mm hmm usually while tripping their tits off on peyote. But it's physical. He's able to go and do that without a problem. Right. But there are other places, like Shambhala, for instance, where there, there's a time limit. Uh, there, there's a small window of opportunity for that portal to open. So hmm. in that case, no, I don't think you can just go any time. Right. Maybe you have to make an appointment. They go on a bit about the Bible and shit, and then they get on to Admiral Richard Byrd. We see a man who's decorated. Okay, we, we see a man who is an American hero, mm -hmm. one, of, one, of the, uh, one of two people to actually wear an American medal with his own face on it, right? Mm -hmm. Multiple postage stamps, not just America. He, he was on postage stamps internationally. That's how well-respected he is as a world hero, but an American hero. To be fair, just about every Disney character has been on a stamp, even the cars from Cars. This guy has a history of being a man of honor. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not, not speaking on, on his spiritual path. I'm not speaking on his salvation because right. we right. don't believe he was a Christian by any mm -hmm. means. Yeah. But he was a man of honor in terms of the government and the world, very respected. His account shows us that there is something going on inside the earth. His plane was taken down into the North Pole opening by UFOs that had Nazi symbols on them. We don't believe that they were Nazi UFOs. I guess aliens could be Nazis too. Now, I want to make a very quick statement here. Admiral Byrd met with a man in the hollow earth, an entity known as the Master. Hmm. What's really interesting is the technology that was moving them. Uh, Admiral Byrd literally describes his encounter and technology of how he was taken down, even getting on some of their elevators and, and the way that the technology worked inside the earth. Whoa, elevators. No stairs for those guys. And when we read the technology descriptions of Admiral Byrd, lines up. I mean, mm -hmm. there are too yeah. many things that line up, and I know we don't have time to break it all down, but yeah. that's why we have the film. The movie yeah. literally shows that this is biblical. There's a biblical precedent. There are things going on inside the hollow earth, and you know what? This film connects dots that theologians haven't even connected. Well, I guess you have to be able to see the dots first. That guy sucked. All he did was take existing hollow earth theories and try to make it sound like they're from the Bible. There are more tales from the Hollow Earth, but I'm strapped for time this week. Maybe we'll go down below again one day. Episode 28 Solid Proof of Hollow Earth The Epilogue So, what have we learnt this week? We learnt that 
The Germans were fascinated with the possibility of Hollow Earth. Hitler and his secret Thule society sought contact with what he believed to be their gods that lived within the center of the Earth. We learnt that Hollow Earthers can't say nationalities correctly. Specifically getting into the, um, the Tibetan belief. And we learnt that Hollow Earth is like some kind of awesome kick-ass kung fu school. And while they're there, they're able to harness abilities and powers, uh, sometimes through martial arts. Hollow Earth theory is really stupid. Before you even think about it, the science just doesn't add up. Gravity, for instance, is caused by an object's mass. Going back as far as Newton, the Earth's average density is calculated at 5.515 grams per centimeter cubed. If any significant portion of the Earth was hollow, that figure would be significantly lower, and also I would feel less fat. If there were enormous openings at the poles, we'd know about it by now. The polar regions are no longer unexplored mysteries. There have been literally hundreds of expeditions from every continent. Planes have been flying over these places for years. Every video I watched was by some idiot quoting Admiral Byrd and adding speculation. I tried to find where Byrd said he found a strange mystical land with dinosaurs, but I couldn't find it anywhere. All these guys do is look at other YouTube videos and then make their own. If they really wanted to prove it, why don't they just go there? It can't be that hard. I actually know people that have been to Antarctica. And the thing that really makes me disbelieve it is that if the Nazis really did find all this, how come they still lost? If you enjoy this podcast, then share it with your friends and let me know. Join the Facebook group and the Instagram, and you can email me at idontknowpod at outlook.com. Special thanks to our logo creator, Raymond Roel of Project Raven Creative. See all his links in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and come back next week to find out what I don't know. Designed to do Sleeping for